When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Ian, the uh, rumors are true. Uh, They've been rumors for years and years now. And if uh, uh, anybody else has been paying attention, what happened with Von Miller was supposed to happen five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, last year. And now finally, uh, anybody who was predicting that Von Miller was going to get traded away from the Denver Broncos, your number came, you hit, fantastic, congratulations. But uh, it has finally taken place. Von Miller is no longer a Denver Bronco. He's off to, uh, as I said to a buddy of mine, he's in a better place. He's off to the Rams where he has a shot at uh, a Super Bowl. Uh, I think he makes them an, an instant favorite just because of what he does for that defense. And we in Broncos country simply get to mourn the loss and it, it is a bit of a, a, a period of mourning people are going through the stages of grief and um, mostly because ever since he arrived in Denver ever since he was drafted number two by the Denver Broncos he has been one of those impact players and obviously as he said on the way out the door we'll always have Super Bowl 50 uh, he is one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the Denver Broncos. He is a ring of famer. He is a hall of famer. He is someone who has had a huge impact on the community and he will be missed. And it's sad that he's going to be gone, but I, I 
for one, am happy for him that maybe not the rest of his career, but at least for the rest of this season, he's going to be on a team that has a shot. Whereas with the Denver Broncos, he was just mired in mediocrity at best, and that wasn't what he deserved. As I said on Twitter when it was announced by Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and all the NFL insiders, I said I love it and I hate it, and that's still the case. I hate that it came to this for the Denver Broncos because of their inability to find a franchise quarterback, and we will get into that. You're going to talk about a piece that you are going to have up at Mile High Report. But I love it for the fact that, as you said, he's now on a team that has a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl. And think about this. There is something that he has that he has not had in his career. He is playing next to the best athlete in the National Football League. You're pairing Aaron Donald with Von Miller. Are you effing kidding me? I mean, Kyler Murray just got a little shorter. And then in the back end, you have Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> if I'm an NFC West quarterback in particular, but just a just a quarterback in the NFL, if I see the Rams on my schedule right now, I, I get a little nervous. A little pee comes out uh, because that is a that is a scary defense for quarterbacks to face. And and it's you're, like you said, good for Vaughn, good good for him that this is this is happening for him because he does deserve a chance to go and be uh, a, a, an impact player on a playoff team. And it's something that. We know as as Bronco fans, when he's on the field in the playoffs, he's he's scary. And I know 32-year-old aging pass rusher, you, you can throw out all the stuff. Uh, I remember Dar- DeMarcus Ware was a 32-year-old aging pass rusher who showed up in Denver and made that defense uh, uh, one of the best defenses in the history of the NFL. So let, let's not sleep on the fact that Von Miller has the ability to do kind of what DeMarcus Ware did for the Denver Broncos – in his journey moving forward. I, I don't know what the future holds for him, but I hope it holds uh, some good stuff. I, I am instantly a Rams fan for just that reason. My my rooting interests, while they will always be with the Denver Broncos, for this season are going to also shift to cheering for the Rams. And it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I have a few Rams on my fantasy football team like Mark, uh, you know, like uh, Cooper Cup and uh, – uh, you know Matt Stafford and you know it's and, and Daryl Henderson. Yeah, it's sure they're on my team. And now also I, I'm going to get to cheer on Vaughn when I watch them play as well. So uh, good for him. But man, just and you mentioned it. And maybe now's the, the right time to jump into it, and we, and we can just sort of. Well, go I, with I think it. before we get into that, one thing comes to mind with this is Shannon Sharp when he left in the early 2000s for Baltimore and went on to win a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. In his goodbye video that Vaughn sent out that the Broncos tweeted, he also mentioned that he's not ruling out coming back like Shannon Sharp did. Whether or not it happens or not, we'll see. But the other thing to keep in mind on this, and Taylor Koth with Mile High Report tweeted this after it was announced that he was being traded to the Rams. This trade is also, in an important way, the final end of the Pat Bowl and Broncos with Vaughn's departure, the era of players who were built up by and carried on the winning culture that Bolin established in Denver's locker room across 30 years has breathed its last. And there were a couple of people who mentioned Brandon McManus. 
he was not he's he was acquired a month after Mr. B stepped away. And he's a kicker. Let's just, and not to be rude. I, I I like Brandon McManus. I like him a lot, actually, and and don't want to knock the guy. But he's a kicker. If you're worried about culture and you're talking about a football team and the, the face of the franchise and a connection to the past and blah 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 blah, you're not turning to your kicker. And and that's no knock on Brandon McManus, who is what I think possibly one of the best kickers in the history of of, of the Denver Broncos. Just let's not let's not get carried away with that. And you're and you're right. Um, it is the end of an era. It is. A, I think. I think this. And Taylor says it well. There, it's officially the end of the Pat Bolin era, and that is that is. I think the worst part about it, and and maybe this is a better place to get into it because it shows that following the departure of Pat Bolin, the people who were in charge didn't know how to put a winning team together. They didn't have the formula correct, and. For the last six years, the Broncos have failed in finding that quarterback of the future, that franchise guy that could come in and turn this team around. And we've been sold, uh, you know, the, we've been sold the Paxton Lynch's and Trevor Simeons of the world as these guys are going to be able to do it. And then, you know, the idea that we'll bring in Case Keenum and he's, you know, he's got the the veteran presence and look at the way he runs the huddle and he's, you know, look at how he played in Minnesota and he's going to bring that. And I just sort of sounded like I was from Minnesota when I said that. And 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 then you get the, oh, we'll, okay, we'll bring in Joe Flacco. That was not one of the most elite moves I've ever seen. And Drew Locke didn't pick up the mantle. And and we had hoped that he would, and we were excited. I was on the Drew train. We all were. It didn't it didn't come to fruition. And it was a failure of the front office and a failure of the franchise in general to create a team, to build a team that Von Miller and that defense could then carry in a way that made sense. Because it was no longer going to be able to carry the team like they did in 2015. They needed to put together an offense that could score points, and they never did that. And we're, we're sitting here currently in this season looking at another opportunity missed, in my opinion. And, and I, have, I have shied away from this conversation. And I, I know that it's one of those things where uh, when we start to talk about the quarterbacks and we start to talk about Drew Locke and we start to talk about what they should have done this way or that way or in the draft or whatever – People are very passionate about how they feel about it and they will voice their opinions and they will call you names and they will tell you that you're wrong and that you're an idiot and you don't know football. And I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm sort of fed up with it to be quite honest because it's time to, to it's time to be honest with th- with this particular fan base. The quarterback situation sucks and the GM who came in and had an opportunity to make a play at a quarterback of the future decided to pick a cornerback because he thinks franchise cornerbacks are harder to find than franchise quarterbacks, which is cringeworthy at best and it's malpractice at worst. And when you look at how George Payton fumbled this offseason, it is infuriating. And I know that we thought, oh, Deshaun Watson, and then that went away because of its own little issues. And we thought, ooh, Aaron Rodgers, and then that went away because I think Aaron Rodgers played everybody so well because he's that good, and he got everything he wanted. I mean, his buddy Randall Cobb caught a couple touchdown passes the other night. Yeah, so, he, he just beat the Cardinals 
<laughs> with you and me at receiver and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was there. That's, I mean, Randall Cobb's I a mean, little bit better than us. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> so would 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 Aaron Rodgers have been incredible with this offense? With, oh, God, with yes. these weapons, he absolutely would have. But that trade was the never problem. The happen. problem that I, that I when when we think about Aaron Rodgers and this offense, though, I'm like, yeah, but. His offensive coordinator would be Pat Shermer. Yeah, I'm sure Aaron, Pat Shermer would find a way to screw that up. Aaron Rodgers would audible out of all the BS, and he would he would because he's he's not afraid to do that. And he would have had and that had gets that into freedom, my key to the game that we'll lead which, to early, which I can't later, wait to talk but, about because it's very good. But I I keep coming back to this, and it and I I, I know I'm kind of ranting here, and I, I'm sorry about that. But this was, in my opinion, one of the biggest misses in Broncos history in the draft. And I know that there are busts out there. I know that there are guys that have struggled not picking a potential quarterback of the future and then watching him do things like he did against the 49ers on Sunday when he should have been sacked and scrambled away and scampered and eventually scored. And it was it was so, so indicative of what the NFL is today. A quarterback like that. And, and George Payton said, no, and either he said no because he believed he was going to get Aaron Rodgers and he got he got tricked and ended up looking like a fool, or he knew he wasn't going to get Aaron Rodgers but used that as a way to say, well, I'm going to draft Patrick Sertan because if I take Sertan, it's harder to find a, a franchise cornerback. And then, oh, well, we didn't get Rodgers and I, I would have still drafted Sertan. And, no, you wouldn't have. Or if you would have, you're wrong. It just – it's a huge mistake on my part. And and I know I live in the Chicagoland area, so I hear all the talk and I see all the plays and I, I hear people who I respect talk about football and they may not be excited about the Bears and they may not love their coaching staff, kind of like Denver Bronco fans, but there is one part of that team that every single person in the Chicagoland area is excited about. And it's the quarterback. I would trade places with them in a heartbeat. They could have Sertan if they want. I would take Justin Fields and that feeling, even though he's going to lose games, because it means there's a future. And I just can't buy into any of any of the other BS that's going on at Dove Valley until there's a quarterback that I can get behind. And I'm 100% with you. And the fact that we're saying that, the Bears haven't had a quarterback since Sid Luckman. That's how long it's taken for the Bears to get a quarterback. And at the rate we're going, it's going to be that long before the Broncos find a quarterback. Because the thing that irritates me beyond all belief is this notion that they could just plop in any quarterback and this defense would be able to carry them to a Super Bowl win. First off, that completely devalues everything Peyton Manning did. The Broncos do not win Super Bowl 50 if Peyton Manning doesn't come in in the second half and do what Peyton Manning does against the Chargers in the final game of that regular season. I don't care what people say about Peyton Manning and how much he dropped off after that Chiefs game when he threw four interceptions. The Broncos do not win Super Bowl 50 without Peyton Manning at starting quarterback. If Brock Osweiler is the quarterback, you don't win Super Bowl 50. So this belief that they could just plop any quarterback into this team and the defense would carry them to a Super Bowl is one of the stupidest things that I have ever seen or heard in professional sports. And it's why we're here. 
The second thing is, yes, I would trade Bears and Broncos for a, in a heartbeat. And I don't know what it is about people coming into the Broncos and putting their foot, foot in their mouth right off the bat. Vic Fangio with the death by inches. Ugh. Holy crap. I, we And I, I bought into it. I was like, yeah, I love so that one. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, here we are. And it, it's been nothing but death by inches. I would rather have just been cutting the neck and like be dead already instead of this. There was the great practice. We had a great week of practice. Week of practice. That's never going to go sense. away. <laughs> and now it's it's harder to find a franchise cornerback than a franchise quarterback. A GM in the National Football League said that. And not just any GM. The most sought-after person to become a GM legitimately said it is harder to find a franchise cornerback than a franchise quarterback. And the only thing that is running through my head right now, I said plop twice. You can't just plop it out there and expect it to perform. (laughs) I was getting ready to say it, too. Because argue, I mean, at, at John Fox in the stadium on Sunday. I mean, the best pass that was complete because we didn't do a post game podcast because of Halloween. The best pass thrown and completed in the stadium on Sunday came from Peyton Manning to Brandon Stokely. Yeah. That's where we are. Brandon but, Stokely, you know, who's been calling for the Broncos to trade Von Miller for years, by the way, just to kind of. Put that little dagger in there for you. Not only was he the one who caught the best pass of the day, he's also been calling for Von Miller's trade since 2016. You can't. It's harder to find a franchise cornerback than a franchise quarterback. You know, I I, I am never going to live that down. No. I mean, it, it is the new catchphrase for this show. Yeah, it and will, it, yeah. we haven't said plop it out there and expect it to perform. But, I mean, that's where it is. It's harder to find a franchise cornerback. You know, and and I'm going to give him – here's what I'm going to say, though, about that. He might be right. I don't know. I'm not uh, an NFL expert like GM. Nobody's hiring me. But what I will tell you is here's what I do know. While it might be harder to find a franchise cornerback, they don't have the same impact that a franchise quarterback does. So I don't care how much harder it is to find it if it if it doesn't get you over the hump, if it doesn't get you into the playoffs, if it doesn't make your franchise viable when it comes to the playoffs and potentially winning a Super Bowl because that's the truth. And I, I had somebody arguing this with me the other day. We were talking about this, and I, I sort of was, was flabbergasted that they were trying to say that George Payton was right. And I'm not going to throw this guy under the bus because he's a buddy of mine. I'm not going to worry about it. But – if you take Deion Sanders, and this was his argument, off of those San Francisco that San Francisco 49ers team with Steve Young, they don't win that Super Bowl. And here's the here's the issue. He is absolutely right about that. But if you put Deion Sanders on that San Francisco 49ers team and take Steve Young off of that San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl winning team in the mid 90s, you know what you have? You have a pretty good defense that doesn't even sniff the playoffs because they don't have a good enough quarterback. So, yeah, Deion Sanders got them over the hump, but they already had a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
So I hate and a Hall of Fame receiver and a Hall of Fame receiver and I mean and, and a Hall yeah, of Fame coach. Ricky Waters was on that team. It was, that was pretty fun. And so you know, I mean, that was a good team, and, and I totally get that. And they could not get past the Cowboys. They couldn't do it. But if you take Steve Young off that team, they don't even get to the playoffs, let alone a chance at the Cowboys. So I don't, I don't want to hear that. I that whole well, you've got to have a good defense wins championships, and this guy didn't. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. And right now, the Denver Broncos are a team without a true quarterback. And in my opinion at this point, and I know the trade deadline is passed. By the time you're listening to this, it's over. I also think George Payton missed, and he should have traded Teddy Bridgewater away and just rolled with Drew Locke the rest of the way because what would it have hurt? Nothing. Why didn't he trade Melvin Gordon? Yeah, what would that have hurt? I, I, the, the first, the, As soon as Derrick Henry's injury came up, my first call would have been to the Titans. Yeah, I got be like, guy. okay, what do you, what do you want? You're gonna tell me Melvin Gordon can't be better than Adrian Peterson, who's like 80 years old. I mean, I get it; he's a freak, one of the best running backs in the history of football. But he old. Yeah, he's very old. He's he's past his prime, and uh, he's not Tom Brady, so he's he's not beating Father Time. We all, we all know that. So it, it's it's been a rough it's been a rough few days in Broncos country to say the least yeah, the, add it to the list it's just but right exactly just put it on the list of things that have been really rough for the last few years because it hasn't been fun and and I will say this and and I did miss the game on Sunday I didn't watch a, a single snap uh well that's not true I saw a couple of snaps on on red zone as we were getting ready to leave because we were doing the trick-or-treating and and there were people coming over and so why my focus was on um, on my son, because my daughter is apparently old enough to just go and trick or treat with her friends in a completely different neighborhood. I had no idea about that, and I, I don't remember that. I, I, I nobody filled me in on that. That one made me feel a little old. But then I we had people over. It was a pretty nice little Sunday. Kind of enjoyed it. I ended up sitting around a fire, having a few beers, ordered some pizza. I didn't feel not any watch stress. the Broncos. I wasn't angry about anything. It. it I wasn't I, even, okay. I'll say this. I watched the game. I wasn't angry about it. I was just in disbelief. I, I, I mean, especially the ending of the game. To go back to death by inches. Really, I, I mean, you get a Justin Simmons, and we, we as I said, we didn't do a post game podcast, and we're not going to get into the game too much. It was a win, but you woo woo. I felt better for a couple of days. Really, you felt better after that? Come on. But the the ending of that game is going to be the epitome of Vic, the the Vic Fangio era. I mean, it's just what was it? A I two, thought, two fumbles I thought it was Andy Reid. I was I was like is Andy Reid in control of this? What the hell is going on? Well, Andy Reid's struggling to win right now too, so I I mean, I don't know. Now they get to play one of the best teams in football. Yeah, we're and their starting quarterback is probably going to be back. That's uh, you know what? That is interesting. So let's, why don't we do that? Why don't we jump into sort of previewing the game against Cowboys? Cause there's really no point in talking about uh, a win that brought nobody any joy. I, I've never experienced that before. No one was joyous after that win, as far as I could tell. And now you get to go play a team that in the Cowboys that have legitimately become a, a, an NFC contender, uh, a team Legitimate. that could make a deep run in the playoffs. And you might find in the Super Bowl because of their quarterback, I mean, I know Cooper and Rush is, is uh, you know, is is not really a likely starter, but man, he was amazing. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's clear when Dak Prescott is the quarterback of that Cowboys team, they are a hundred times better. Which again, 
Just goes back to the whole you need a franchise quarterback. But this game is going to be very difficult to watch because of what I think is likely going to be just a, a complete dismantling and annihilation of the Denver Broncos. I, I just don't see it going any other direction. I I mean, I was telling this to my wife. If you look at their offensive stats for the Cowboys, it, it I mean, there's literally nothing that gives you hope that the Broncos defense is going to be able to stop this offense, especially if Dak Prescott plays. Because right now, the Dallas Cowboys offense is first in overall offense in yards per game, second in rushing, third in passing, third in scoring. I I mean, Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard are going to just absolutely annihilate this Cowboy or this Broncos run defense. And if Dak is back, yikes. Yeah, don't uh, don't get too excited. I mean, if you're going to watch this game, and you should, I will. I'll watch this one because, you know, whatever. I don't really care. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm watching it for the fantasy football aspect of it, I suppose, because as of right now. I will say I might. I, I've said this on the podcast that I don't bet on the Broncos because I'm too emotionally attached to them. But in terms of value, the current spread line at, the, at DraftKings has the Broncos – at, at minus nine and a half or plus nine and a half rather minus nine and a half for the Cowboys. That is great value. I would, I, I, I may jump on that before it jumps up to 10 because it's easier to beat a team by less than 10 than it is by more than 10. Thanks John Madden. But I, I will say that's that is the one intriguing aspect of that from of this game from a betting perspective is if that line stays at nine and a half and some some of the books have already raised it to ten if it stays around nine and a half if if the books drop it back down, I would jump on that because that is good value for this game yeah i I like that too um and I might I might actually throw something because now I feel like my emotional investment in it is is a lot less just with. Oh, yeah. what's going on in Broncos country. So it, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, why don't we do this? Let's talk about our, let's, let's get our keys, our players to watch and, and maybe throw a prediction out there just, just for fun. And let's, let's start with keys to the game uh, and I'll go first. Mine was turnovers, uh, I guess. I mean, it's like, don't turn the ball over and create turnovers. You'll win the game. That is as cliched as I could be because whatever. Mine is ignore Pat Shermer's play calling. This is obviously not going to happen, but Teddy Bridgewater and the offense should just pretend they don't hear Shermer. Instead, go back when they were kids and they played in the street or at the park. The Broncos might have a better shot. If someone wanted to go crazy, they could set up a back-channel connection to Mike Shanahan. Ooh, I like that. I, I do like that part of it. Let's let's uh, get Mike Shanahan involved uh, and see if he can at least script the first 15 plays. They had the opportunity against the Raiders a few weeks ago. They could have done that. And instead, no, they didn't do that. So yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would like that. I think that would be fun. I, I also think it's interesting just to kind of, we started to talk about Aaron Rodgers. If, if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, we wouldn't have to make that a key to the game because he'd probably be doing a, a whole bunch of that already. And we wouldn't even have to worry about it. So 
Uh, it would be nice if they'd bring in somebody like Aaron Rodgers, but they won't. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's never going to happen. What's funny is uh, the queen of positivity, Lori Latimer Volkman, said this is this is her key to the game. There's a game this weekend, or is this a just uh, or is this just another three hour event for Pat Shermer to prove he's the worst play caller in the NFL? with a vonless defense and a hopeless offensive coordinator, I'm having a hard time even caring about what would help them win. If the Broncos play inspired football on Sunday, I'll start caring. Otherwise, what time do the Rams play? Oof. Listen, and, and, and this is something that I think is it needs to be said. If you're losing Lori, if, if Dockle V Lori, is... The queen of positivity. If, if, she is, if she's out... You've you've made you've made a, an egregious error somewhere, and I and admittedly, she is a huge Von Miller fan, which is understandable because we all are, and so that may be just the the stages of grief she's going through. I guess anger would be the one that uh, would fit that, right? That would be anger, not quite acceptance. So well, if you want to if you want to get a feel for her anger, follow her on Twitter on game days because it's not safe for anyone. No. She's dropping f bombs. She's cussing. I, I mean, it's just it, it, it is so. Those who know Lori, I mean, she's been on this podcast. We yes, actually had to have her on this podcast as our positivity coach, and now she's just like, "F it, I'm done." Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess she's not taking her own lessons anymore, which is fine because totally maybe we need to be her positivity coach. <laughs> What what are we being positive about though? I feel like we wouldn't be very good at that. That might be uh, we finding might be the bad. value to where you bet the Broncos at good value Boom. under ten, and you, you the Broncos may not win, but you could. There you go. If you jump on that number, there you go. I think I I like that. So so that would be the the way to go with that. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to do players to watch? I I mean, sure. What? Let's start on the defense. Who's your player to watch on defense? I I mean, unless you're bringing Randy Gratishar and Ooh, Louis Tom Wright Jackson and, and Louie Wright and yeah. Billy Thompson. Is Chris Harris maybe, available? Bring back the no-fly zone, a key to leave? Is he calling some games recently? Like Maybe bring Lyle Alzado and Goose Gonsolin back from the dead. I, I Aside from that, I'm not watching anybody on this defense because they're going to get annihilated. <laughs> you know, I, you know who I'm going to watch. I, I am going to watch Shelby Harris. I, I, I am curious. Shelby Harris and Justin. Yeah, maybe Simmons. he can block another field goal. Yeah, I, I, I am curious to see if maybe those two guys can can step up and and motivate this defense in a way that will um, make it so that the Cowboys only score like 34. Uh, because that I would be, I would like to see them at least you know at least step up and do that because that's. That's really all there is at this point. I, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, Shelby Harrison, Justin Simmons are my players to watch on, on defense. Offense, you got anybody? Who fills in for Garrett Bowles? Mm, Maybe yeah, he can play sure. better. Yeah. Because Garrett Bowles has been horrible this year. That's Dalton Reisner has been horrible this year. Graham Glasgow has been horrible this year. Can, can I ask you Bobby about Bobby Massey Reisner? has been horrible this year. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about Dalton Reisner? Did you see his tweet? <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. Did you see his tweet on Monday after Von Miller is traded and <laughs> he sends out like a, 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 a Monday win tweet or whatever, like excited about having one on Sunday and, and whatnot, but it's after Von Miller was traded. And the very first response <laughs> to his tweet was, timing it was so 
<laughs> like, read the room, Dalton. I get it. You're thankful that you won a game because you haven't won in a while and your team kind of sucks and all that good stuff. Your franchise player just got traded away. It was gut-wrenching to the fan base. And you throw out a tweet that's like, I'm so happy we won on Monday. Like, you put the rainbows and butterflies and candy canes away, put on your black veil, and get sad with us because nobody cares that you beat the, the Washington football team. Maybe they should play the football team more often. <laughs> I, but I, I will say that, uh, I, I mean, the offensive line. So bad. I mean, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he hit some hit some passes to Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, but now with this Cowboys defense, I, I mean, I think it's on the offensive line. Are they? I mean, obviously, Pat Shermer doesn't care about scoring points in the first half, and I mean, I, I one of the funniest things <laughs> is anytime he goes to three wide receivers, Jeff Legwald will tweet something snarky and those who know Jeff Legwald who's covered the NFL for a long time I, I, I can just picture him saying it and just because he's Jeff Legwald is such an easygoing guy you have to you have to try to piss off you, Jeff Legwald you've you've made an effort at that point and it, it, I mean the fact that he's no he's so snarky and he's like it's not that difficult <laughs> I did think it was – so I have two things. Uh, one, I'm going to watch Javante Williams uh, because the Broncos don't Cookie. give – Yeah, the Broncos don't give him the ball that much, so I don't really have to pay that much attention. So it'll, I'll only have to watch a little bit, and when I see him with the ball, I'll get excited, and then other than that, no big deal. But I thought it was interesting that Pat Shermer was asked about his offense in the first half earlier before the before the Washington game, and his response was something akin to – um, yeah, I don't know why we don't score more in the first half. Uh, some teams just get better in the second half. Really? That was your, that was your response to the question of why are you guys struggling in the first half? Is it because your scripted plays are maybe not quite right? Yeah. Some teams just get better in the second half. You're, you're a candidate for potential head coach. You coach, is this the NFL and you're an offensive coordinator and your response to that question was essentially, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> I would have preferred what? that than it's harder to find a franchise cornerback than it is to find a franchise quarterback. I mean, these two guys just deserve each other, apparently. It is just awful. Death uh, by inches. <laughs> this is, how is it? Would Remember Vance Joseph? I think I miss him. I, I, is it poss- Is that possible? It, it, I just did the gif. But I <laughs> can't just plop it out there and expect it to perform. Oh, here we go. The, all the hits. We're getting all the hits. We're getting the band back together. Uh, should we make I'm going to make a prediction. I, I think I already did. I started to. I'll just I'll start. Uh, 37, 14, I think two touchdowns for the Broncos in the second half. 30, 37, 14 Cowboys. I'm going to go 41-11. 40 burger. All right. 11. How are they getting to 11? <laughs> go ahead and give it to me. I want to know what the process is there. And Vic Fangio goes for two. <laughs> Three. And then they kick a field goal. 
They actually Riverboat, Riverboat, Vic Fangio. So, so what you're telling me a two point conversion that they're gonna they're gonna convert on a two point conversion? Yes. So they're gonna audible out of whatever Pat Shermer calls. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like that. That's an interesting prediction. I hope that works out for you because eleven's a crazy number to hit in the NFL. I love it. I th- we need more elevens in the NFL. I was. Thinking I will say it, three last... three field goals and a and a, and a safety would have been fun too. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I will say if you're looking to bet the total in this game, the over has only hit twice this season in Denver games. Oh, ours would be the over, predictions wise. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Just because I, I think the last I looked at was 49 and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm way over 49 because I did 37 plus 14, which is, I think, in the 50s, probably maybe 51. Does that sound right? I don't know. Math's hard. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do our whip around the league. We'll look at the AFC West and then we will <sighs> say go Broncos. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Ian, let's, uh, let's get into this whip around the league. Let's take a look at the AFC West. Uh, and let's just start with the first AFC West game on the docket, and that's Raiders at Giants. And uh, I, I guess that's a win for the Raiders. I would, I would think so. I The Raiders have a better defense than the Chiefs. <laughs> and I think you Chiefs, and I are a better defense than the Chiefs. So, And the Chiefs barely beat the Giants. Yeah. I, I don't think the Raiders are going to have a problem with the Giants. They have a better defense. Although it, it, the thing that's going to be very interesting is all this mess with Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. That is I, something it, we didn't really talk about. Now is probably a good time to touch on it. Uh, Henry Ruggs was involved in an accident in Las Vegas. Uh, it was super late at night. Uh, I believe he is uh, facing charges of um, uh, DUI uh, resulting DUI. in death. Yeah, DUI. Res- thank you. I couldn't come up with it all of a sudden. I blanked from my mind. Uh, he stayed on the scene. I, I guess I'll give him credit for that. He didn't try and run, although I'm not sure how he was going to run if you look at the uh, accident and, and what was going on there. Um, and I, I will say innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. But Las Vegas police, they tweeted out and others have said he is going to be charged with DUI resulting in death. And in Nevada, the state charge for that is two to 20 years in prison. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's not looking good for him. And, and, and here's the thing that and we talked about this before, uh, and I guess we, we can kind of sh- get into it a little bit here. Uh, the NFL is is a, a, a league that actually has a, a program in place for players where they can contact the league. There is a number that players can call, and if you are inebriated, they will come and pick you up and they will take you home, no questions asked. And 
it just blows me away, boggles the mind that these these guys who have millions of dollars on the line don't just use that or just hire somebody to just be your driver. I, and I know that it's fun to drive fast and you you go and you spend your money on this these cars and it's super awesome, amazing, wonderful. They've got especially tracks in for Vegas. That. Yeah, and, and but they have tracks for that. They have places you can go for that. I, it, the risk involved just just drives me crazy. And I know that alcohol is a substance that causes you to do stupid things. I get it, right? Alcohol makes you myopic. It, it causes you to lose your inhibitions. You forget about the consequences and you just go and you just do. That being said, it doesn't make it right. And it makes it even more stupid when you have the means to just make sure that something like this doesn't happen. So obviously you feel terrible for the people involved. The, the families who lost, lost loved ones, this is awful. And the Raiders are going to have to deal with this heading into a game where they are traveling east and playing in the, the, the noon game or the 1 o'clock game or the 11 o'clock game, depending on where you are, uh, or the I guess the 10 o'clock game if you're all the way on the, on the left side of the map. And so it... I think the Raiders win. Uh, they they've rallied around issues this season already. It's the John Gruden stuff, but it just keeps popping up for them. And you know, like Tim Lynch actually said this in Slack. He said, uh, "Normal people call Ubers all the time. Like, call an Uber, dude. You know, you're a millionaire. Don't don't screw it up." But we see this happen every now and then. We see it uh, every every couple of years. Something like this happens where a player makes a terrible choice and they end up having to suffer the consequences of that choice. And unfortunately for rugs, he he's not the only one who has to deal with the consequences because there are families that have been uh, affected by this tragedy and they're going to have to deal with it too. So it really puts the, the football game into perspective as, as a second or third sort of thing to be worried about. But I, I do think they probably win that game. I, my heart goes out to the family of the deceased in that accident and it just it, it pisses me off. Where are where's his entourage? Where is his agent? The fact that people are still driving drunk and they have access to all of this stuff shows how selfish they are. And I, I just F Henry Ruggs. I, I mean, I get it. Innocent until proven guilty, but you get behind the wheel of a car drunk and you kill somebody. I, I mean, get help. Well, and I hope they throw the book at him. Probably be state mandated help because you not a lot of drinking going on in prison. Uh, all right, let's move on to something else here. The, uh, the, the next AFC West game is the chargers at the Eagles. They get to play in the afternoon on the East coast. I think they're going to win that game as well. Um, it'll be interesting though, because I thought that they would show better against the, the Patriots than they did. And they didn't. Yeah, they looked So bad. I wonder if the Chargers are starting to chargering. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chargers season has lasted a long time. Chargers season usually begins, you know, during the preseason. It's, you know, training camp, how great they're going to be. And then it usually fades by about week three. Uh, we're further along than that. And they have looked like a team that is a contender. But you're right. Uh, the, the Patriots made them look like a team that was not a contender. It'll be you know, it's a curious situation. Will they bounce back? I do think they bounce back against the Eagles. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in the Eagles. Um, and, and so I don't I, have a lot of faith in Nick Sirianni, but what they did great to quotes. the Lions. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it is the Lions. It's the Lions. It's the Lions. You're going on the road to Philadelphia, 
hostile environment, difficult place to play. Everyone knows about Philly fans. So I, we'll see. I, I mean, I think the Chargers do win, but I think it, it's going to be closer than the one Charger fan out there expects. Yeah, he's going to be totally surprised. Or she. I don't want to presume. Uh, and then you have Packers Chiefs. That's the last of the AFC West. It's Packers <laughs> at Chiefs. Um, that doesn't matter. They could play this game on the moon and the <laughs> Packers would blow the chiefs out. I mean, really you're going to put what, what they just did to the Cardinals defense with literally nobody like some duct tape and guys off the street, Randall Cobb and, and Randall Cobb. They did lose. They lost Robert Tunyon, which I know doesn't seem like a big loss, but he was a big factor for them last year and a nice target for Rogers. He's out for the season. Uh, I I know they have Mercedes Lewis and he's kind of been just like there. He's one he's one of those football players. Mercedes Lewis to me is a guy who he's just there. Like he's kind of like he's on the team, and every once in a while he just does something. You go, oh, look, I didn't realize he was still in the NFL. Good for him. That's pretty exciting. I'm I'm happy for him. So they do have him. Uh, Randall Cobb is is Aaron Rodgers' best friend apparently. I believe they're getting Adams back. I hope they are because I could use him on my fantasy team. I know Lazard is coming off the COVID list, so right. he'll be back. So so you're right though. That Chiefs defense is so bad that it apparently doesn't matter, and Aaron Rodgers is so good that it apparently doesn't matter. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bit of a shootout, and you know you saw a high scoring game. But I think you're right. I think the Packers come away with this one. With a I win. will say the the thing that stood out to me in that Cardinals game is what the Packers defense did to contain Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals offense at this point is better than the Chiefs. So the fact that the Packers were able to do that on the road to Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and that Cardinals offense. We'll see what happens uh, because I think teams have figured out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You limit Tyreek Hill. Like you literally put like three people on Tyreek Hill and say, okay, throw it to Mikel Hardman or yeah. some guy named Pringle. Or go ahead and throw it to Travis Kels. <laughs> who is turned into uh, Travis Drops. Yeah. Uh, throw it to him. We'll see if he can catch it because he hasn't for a while. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, no, that, I, I think you're right. Packers probably win that game and probably handily, but I do think you're going to see more points on the board than, than might be expected. Um, the rest of the league, not a ton of exciting games. Obviously you got Browns and Bengals, which uh, I think is an exciting game, I guess, because the AFC North is pretty interesting this season. Um, unless Baker Mayfield is still injured. He's interesting to see him playing through the injury that he has to his left shoulder. I know it's a non-throwing shoulder, but you use your left shoulder when you throw if you're right-handed. You just don't use it like you're like you would when you're throwing. So, uh, props to him, I guess, for sticking it out and staying in the game and and continuing to play with that weird brace on his shoulder that sort of prevents him from doing some of the things that he might normally do. But I, I don't see how the Browns can beat the Bengals. And then, of course, then the Bengals go and lose. <laughs> What's going on in the NFL? I can't figure it out. Yeah. So the Bengals go on the road and beat. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Amazing. And then go on the road and lose to the Jets and some guy named Mike White. Like, who? Really? What? I mean, what's interesting about this is, since I cover the sports betting industry, this was one of the first weeks in a while that the sports books actually won. And a big part of it is because of the goddamn jets. 
Uh, that that one is crazy to me. The the Jets. It's just like I what with Mike White. Like you were able to contain Lamar Jackson, you can't contain some guy named Mike White. <laughs> so confusing, so confusing. I but hey, uh, any given Sunday. Look, we got to say that cliche today as well. Uh, what's another game that's that's kind of sticking out to you or popping out to you right now? Well, Sunday night game, Titans, Rams, Von Miller's debut at SoFi Stadium. And a Derrick Henryless Tennessee Titans, who apparently are going to roll with Adrian Peterson, who I'm sure is still a bit of a beast, but that's going to be a tough uh, a tough way for him to start his uh, his time in Tennessee to have to face off against a Rams defense that just got a lot better. And I will say we touched on this. You mentioned it. You're curious to see what the Saints look like. What's interesting about the Saints is they're probably going to roll with Trevor Simeon and or Taysom Hill this week. But what's fascinating is on the Pat McAfee show, along with A.J. Hawk, they had some breaking news about how it's being reported that Philip Rivers would listen to a call from Sean Payton and the Saints. And then they started talking about well, maybe that was just a way to dig at Drew Brees to get Drew Brees to come back to the Saints because Drew Brees is going to be like, F no, I ain't going to let you play for the Saints. I'll come back and play for the Saints before that happens. And then Pat McAfee went like multi-level stuff saying, what if it's a way to get Drew Brees off of Sunday night football so Philip Rivers could take his spot. Wow. That is some inception level stuff. I really, I really enjoy all that conspiracy theory stuff that is all not true and, and totally ridiculous, but so much fun to listen to. That's that would be a great move. And also, would you watch Philip Rivers on Sunday night football with, with Mike Tarico and the and the crew? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. As long as he wears the bolo tie. Yeah, the bolo tie does it for me. All right. Well, I, I guess. I guess we've, we've just like uh, the end of an era with Von Miller and uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, we've reached the end of the podcast here, the end of an, the end of this podcast, this this particular episode, uh, and I'm going to end it in a slightly different way. Normally, we say something like "Go Broncos," but uh, today I think it's going to have to be "Go Rams." Go Rams. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.